Why does God have all of these laws? We've been in this book of Leviticus, and it seems like he's almost controlling and micromanaging his people. Yeah, and he has the right to control us because he is God. Uh, but I think that there's always a good reason for everything that God says. And we have to remember, Paul also said that his commandments are not grievous. And Paul wrote that at a time when the Israelites, for the most part, were, had to stick to all of these commandments. So let's get into this. This is a yeah. long chapter, so we're not going to be able to do a lot of commentary on this. We'll try to explain a little bit, but uh, we got 59 oh. verses. We right. so stay tuned on this one. You're yeah. going gonna to need to focus on this one. Right. So hopefully you have your coffee and you're ready to go. <laughs> right. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And I'll get started. Verse 1. Uh, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, again, chapter 13, if anyone has a swelling or a rash, discolored skin that might develop into a serious skin condition, that person might be brought to Aaron, to the priest, or to one of his sons. Now, here in the NLT, it is good that they're talking, calling it a serious skin condition because in other versions, it just refers to it as leprosy. We know of leprosy from the lepers in the New Testament. And leprosy, we think of as today, I mean, today there is a condition called leprosy, but it's very specific, which, which is the deadening of nerves causing injury to the skin and the limbs. But lepros, leprosy back in the day was very generic, and it covered any kind of a major skin condition. A lot of the these skin conditions, in fact, they could be passed from person to person, though the leprosy that we have today is not that way. So this this these are different from what we think of when we think of leprosy. All right, so the verse three, the priest will examine the affected area of the skin. If the hair in the affected area has turned white and the problem appears to be more than skin deep, it is a serious skin disease and the priest who examines it must pronounce the person ceremonial unclean. But if the affected area of the skin is I only... Do, hold on, can I just yeah. say, I do like that the, the priest has to announce it. So it's not mm -hmm. like as a society we can just go around and start deeming everybody. Right. Like there was actually a process for this. Yep. Um, so if it's, if it's just a white discoloration, doesn't appear to be more than skin deep, and if the hair on the spot has not turned white, the priest will quarantine the person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest will make another examination. If he finds affected area has not changed and the problem has not spread on the skin, the priest will quarantine the person for seven more days. On the seventh day, the priest will make another examination. You know when it says quarantine um, there, you, you think of that as being a terrible thing. I don't know. I think it might have been welcomed by some of the people. There are times when I would... When, I remember when uh, COVID first started the whole quarantine. It was, it was a yeah. blast <laughs> initially. Yeah, you know the first couple of weeks. Now after uh, a, couple, a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But after a little bit, it was like, okay, I'm done with this. Right. <clears throat> anyway, uh, verse seven. But if the rash uh, continues to spread after the person has been examined by the priest and has been pronounced clean, the infected uh, person must return to be examined again. If the priest finds that the rash has spread, he must pronounce the person ceremonial and clean, for his it is, indeed is a skin disease. Anyone who develops this leprosy or a serious skin disease must go to the priest for an examination. If the priest finds a white swelling on the skin and some hair on the spot has turned white and there's an open sore in the affected area, it is a chronic skin disease and the priest must pronounce the person ceremonial unclean. In such cases, the person needs not be quarantined for it is obvious that the skin is defiled by the disease. Now, suppose the disease says spread. Did I read that incorrectly? No. Uh, okay. Skin is defiled by the disease. Yes. Now, suppose the disease has spread all over the person's skin, covering the body from head to foot, meaning that this is spreading. If it's spreading on him, then it would be logical that it would spread to others. Then he will pronounce the person's ceremony unclean since the skin has turned completely white. The person 
is clean. But if any open sores appear, the infected, okay, this is where it could be, other people could catch it, will be pr pronounced ceremonial unclean. The priest must make this pronouncement as soon as he sees an open sore, since open sores indicate the presence of a skin disease. However, if the open sore heal and turn white like the rest of the skin, the person must return to the priest for an, another examination. If the affected areas have indeed turned white, the priest will then pronounce the person ceremonial clean by declaring, you are clean. If anyone has a boil on the skin that has started to heal, but a white swelling or a reddish white spot develops in its place, that person must go to the priest to be examined. If the priest examines it and finds it to be more than skin deep, and if the hair in the affected area has turned white, the priest must pronounce the person ceremonial and clean. The boil has become a serious skin disease. You know, something to remember also in all of this, that we don't we don't really know what diseases or what they are referring to in this. And there are ancient <laughs> diseases, um, infections that over time, biologically, people have become immune to, uh, which is a good reason why you know so many diseases were spread to previously unaffected people because they didn't have that immunity. Yeah. And so these some of these things are things that we don't even have an experience for that well, and, they're referring and something to. Something too to keep in mind is that most cultures during this time had no idea about any of this stuff. So people right. were constantly infecting each other with different diseases. And so all of these laws, it can seem like God's micromanaging and all of that, but God, this is all out of love. This mm -hmm. is a father just telling his kids, hey, I want you to be careful. Do this, do this. If during that time the affected area spreads on the skin, the priest must pronounce the person ceremonial and clean because it is a serious disease. But if the area grows no larger and does not spread, it is merely the scar from the boil and the priest will pronounce the person ceremonial clean. If anyone has suffered a burn on the skin and the burned area changes color, becoming either reddish white or skinny, shiny white, the priest must examine it if he finds that the hair in the affected area has turned white and the problem appears to be more than skin deep, a skin disease has broken out in the burn, which would be an infection in that area. The priest must then pronounce the person ceremonial and clean for it is clearly ceremonially a clean. serious ceremonial right. unclean oh. for it's clearly a serious skin disease. But if the priest, don't you guys love Sorry. it the way he corrects well, me, you know, when uh, <laughs> I was looking at verse 28 yeah. and it was the same wording. And yeah. Then, yeah. Oh yeah. But if the priest finds uh, no white hair on the affected area and the problem appears to be no more than skin deep and has faded, the priest must quarantine the infected person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest must examine the person again. If the affected area has spread on the skin, the priest must pronounce that person ceremonial unclean for his clearly a serious skin disease. But if the affected area has not changed or spread on the skin and has faded, it is simply a swelling from the burn. The priest will then pronounce the person ceremonial clean for it is only the scar from the burn. You know, some of this too is not leaving it up to chance or just the judgment of the priest. He is looking at it, but he has to look for specific things. And so here, God through Moses is being very specific about what to look for. And they could not just on their own decide, okay, there's a problem here. So we're going to call, we're going to call them unclean. Why don't you pick up in verse 29, Junior? If anyone, either a man or a woman, has a sore on the head or chin, the priest, I feel like any kid going through puberty is going to have to go see a priest now. <laughs> the priest must examine it. If he finds it more than skin deep and has fine yellow hair on it, the priest must pronounce the person ceremonially unclean. It is a, if it is, it is a scabby sore on the head or chin. If the, if the priest examines the scabby sore and finds that it is only skin deep, that there is no black hair on it, he must quarantine the person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest must examine the sore again. If he finds that the scabby sore has not spread and there is no yellow hair on it, and it appears to only be skin deep, the person must shave off all the hair except the hair on the affected area. 
Then the priest must quarantine the person for another seven days. It'd be interesting. And I've seen doctors look at these Levitical laws and mm-hmm. just explain why. Um, yeah, it would really be interesting to find a medical doctor who's done a lot of research in this passage and see their And there are those like it. YouTube videos. There are, and, you bet. And it's fascinating because it's like some of the stuff we didn't even find out until very recently. Right. Yet God's telling him now. Mm-hmm. On the seventh day, he will examine the sore again. If it has not spread and appears to be no more than skin deep, the priest will pronounce the person ceremonially clean. The person's clothing must be washed, and the person will be ceremonially clean. But if the scabby sore begins to spread after the person is pronounced clean, the priest must do another examination. If he finds that the sore has spread, the priest does not need to look for yellow hair. The infected person is ceremonially unclean. But if the color of the scabby sore does not change and black hair has grown on it, it is healed. The priest will then pronounce the person ceremonially clean. Yeah, and you have to remember too that it, it does say ceremonial, clean, unclean. So that has to do with participating in the sacrificial system within the temple as well. Now there are the quarantining or people not being able to be around others for so that they they don't pass on whatever this disease is. That is one practical aspect of this, but the major part of this is is just because of the symbolism of all the purity that is necessary to have in the temple system. If anyone, either a man or woman, has shiny white patches on the skin, the priest must examine the affected area. If he finds the shiny patches are only pale white, this is a harmless skin rash, and the person is ceremonially clean. If a man loses his hair and his head becomes bald, he is still ceremonially clean clean. Hmm. And if he loses his hair on his forehead, he simply has a bald forehead. He is <laughs> still clean. That's, uh, I think, both of us. Yeah. You know, we, we're I still ceremonial clean. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, well you, both you and I, we lost a lot of hair in our 20s, and it just kind of stopped losing at that point. Mid-20s. Yeah. yeah. However, if a reddish-white sore appears on the bald area on top of his head or on his forehead, this is a skin disease. The priest must examine him, and if the if, it, if he finds swelling around the reddish-white sore anywhere on the man's head and it looks like a skin disease, the man is indeed infected with a skin disease and is unclean. The priest must pronounce him ceremonially unclean because of the sore on his head. Those who suffer from a serious skin disease must tear their clothing and leave their hair uncombed. They must cover their mouth and call out, unclean, unclean. We saw that with a woman who mm-hmm. has touched the hem of uh, Jesus' robe. As long as the serious... Disease lasts, they will be ceremonially unclean. They will live in isolation in their place outside the camp. Now, what this is, uh, some of this is just even the rip, the tearing of the clothes, and those are all signs of grief. And so they are grieving over their condition and the fact that they're not able to have the community that they would enjoy, people being able to live together. Now, they do have community with those that are also unclean as they are, but it would be something to grieve over. Now, suppose mildew contaminates some woolen or linen clothing, woolen or linen fabric, the hide of an animal or anything made of leather. It is a contaminated area in the clothing, and the animal hide, the fabric, or the leather article has turned greenish or reddish. It is contaminated with mildew and must be shown to the priest. After examining the affected spot, the priest will put the article in quarantine for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest must inspect it again. If the contaminated area has spread, the clothing or fabric or leather is clearly contaminated by a serious mildew and is ceremonially unclean. The priest must burn the item, the clothing, the woolen or linen fabric, or piece of leather, for it has been contaminated by a serious mildew. It must be completely destroyed by fire. But if the priest examines it and finds that the contaminated area has not spread in the clothing, the fabric, or the leather, the priest will order the object to be washed and then quarantined seven more days. 
Then the priest must examine the object again. If he finds that the contaminated area has not changed color after being washed, even if it did not spread, the object is defiled. It must be completely burned up, whether the contaminated spot is on the inside or outside. But if the priest examines it and finds that the contaminated area has faded after being washed, he must cut the spot from the clothing, the fabric, or the leather. If the spot later appears on the clothing, the fabric, or the leather article, the mildew is clearly spreading and the contaminated object must be burned up. But if the spot appears from the clothing, the fabric, or the leather article after it has been washed, it must be washed again. Then it will be ceremonially clean. These are the instructions for dealing with mildew that contaminates woolen or linen clothing or fabric or anything made of leather. This is how priests will determine whether these items are ceremonially clean or unclean. And, of course, they had no other way of dealing with it. They didn't have a way to kill the mildew that, that we have today. And well, I do love this. This is like a dad. It's like me teaching right. my kids washing dishes, what's clean sure. and what's not. Yep. And it, this does matter. All right. We spent so much time on Leviticus, of course, because of the length of that chapter where Psalm 69 is the psalm for today. And a lot of you are going to be able to identify with this if you're going through some really hard times right now. And I would encourage you for Psalm 69, read my blog, the blog this last weekend. I talked about that very thing that sometimes it feels when it comes to difficulty, when it rains, it pours. And he just starts off by saying, save me, O God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. And then he goes through describing the, the, the difficulty that he's going through. And then he cries out to God and asks him to deliver him. And then he says, then I will praise God's name with singing and I will honor him with thanksgiving. And I, I think that's the, the most important part because I've learned that thanking God during good times and being a person of filled with gratitude when things are going well, it eliminates a lot of the necessity for pleading in the times of defeat. So praise God in victory, and you won't have to plead so much during defeat. But in the meantime, praise him no matter what, O heaven and earth, the seas and all that move in them, verse 34. Great way to close out this psalm. All right. Well, today is National Chopsticks Day, which <laughs> sounds crazy, but actually uh, I've tried using chopsticks more lately yeah. only because it slows your eating down. Instead of using a fork, you know, kind of the chopstick slow, slows your eating. Well, you're not e- using chopsticks when you're eating Mexican food. It's only when you're no. eating Asian food of some sort, like uh, sushi. No, I know. Well, me, yeah. But personally, I know people who use it, try to use it for a lot of different things, even like spaghetti and Huh? Yeah, but spaghetti. I have not done that, but that's an idea. Uh, quite. A, yeah, you so. you ought to watch your mom use chopsticks. We had sushi. I got her to start trying sushi. Oh, there you go. And uh, it's it's actually a little bit comical watching her use chopsticks. <laughs> she finally just gives up and stabs it. And there you go. <laughs> Uses the fork. Yeah. All right. Hey, make it a good day today. God bless. See you tomorrow.